0: Back to Big Lizard's League and all a rugby league experience. Let's go through your news and updates throughout the past week. We start off with Blake Laurie. He has re-signed with the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Great re-signing for them. He's a really, really good young front rower coming through. A lot of heart, a lot of determination. Really solid in attack. Can't wait to see Blake Laurie rip and tear until the end of 2023, which is when the contract is up till. Paul Gallen has called out Sonny Bill Williams, Sam Burgess and Robert Whittaker to finish his boxing career. Jeez, those would be a lot of entertaining fights. I'd love to see Paul Gallon and Sonny Bill Williams for one little hit out there before Paul Gallen really retires from his boxing career. I think everyone really wants to see Sonny Bill Williams and Paul Gallen take it on in the ring. That'd be an awesome fight to watch. Robert Whittaker as well. That would be sick. Haven't really seen Robert Whittaker in the boxing ring. only really seen him in the UFC ring, but he's a terrific fighter, Robert Whittaker. I'd love to see him and Paul Gallen get down and dirty in the ring together. And then you've obviously got Sam Burgess here as well. Sam Burgess in that boxing ring at NSAS when he won the bloody thing. He was a freak. He was literally knocking that guy to pieces. So all three of these would be really good fights. Max Faye guy has had scans revealing he has a high-grade syndesmosis injury and fibula fracture. We will undergo surgery for the official recovery time to be determined, but likely to miss at least 8 to 10 weeks. Really unfortunate there for Matt Fayguy. really wanted to see him and how he would go in these trials and especially in the opening rounds of this 2022 season, whether they'd put him in the starting centre or winger roles. I thought that'd be quite interesting to take into account as well for the Dragons. I think they're gonna have a really decent year. I think they've got a really good side coming through. I was talking about it with one of my mates today. Um, they've really got an exciting squad coming through the ranks for 2022, and it wouldn't be surprised if they made the top eight in this season. Kevin Walters admits he's had to review the training techniques after several players complained they were being overtrained. And I think this is absolutely ridiculous. I was talking to Lee about this on the podcast that we did. I think that players coming out saying that the training is too hard is fucking ridiculous from NRL players. I think it's so stupid. Look, at the end of the day, they are going to review the training schedule, see if they can make it a bit easier for the players. But God, come on, NRL level now. I mean, that's a bit stupid. And look, in saying that, it could be too hard for the players. And if it is too hard for NRL players, and they're coming out and bagging the coach because of this, It's really unprofessional from the club. It's really unprofessional. If there's something going on there, I don't know. We were talking about this with Lee. It's impossible to sort of take a read on the outside looking in with some of these things. Um, But look, it's going to be very interesting next few months for the Brisbane Broncos. Definitely a club to watch that could either go really well or, as me and Lee said, Probably around that six to eleventh mark, which six to eleven is pretty good, especially considering how they went last season. I'd be very interesting to see how this Broncos outfit turns out in 2022. For me, it really depends on Adam Reynolds and how he's going as well. If Adam Reynolds is fit, if Adam Reynolds is injury-free for 2022, it's a lot of things to take into account when looking at the Brisbane Broncos. Ash Taylor has said that his heart is with the New Zealand Warriors now, and he's ready to revive his career. Can't wait to see how Ashley Taylor goes. Can't wait to see him play some good footy. Hopefully, he gets a starting 6th spot or even a 14th spot in that side for this 2022 season. He's definitely going to be a player to watch for me. Uh, Monday night footy. There has been a fresh push from footy fans for Fox Sports to cancel Thursday night footy and replace it with a Monday night game. Very interesting little debate there. Personally, I don't know if this is going to be controversial or people are actually going to agree with me on this one, but I personally prefer Thursday night football. I reckon it's much better. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, really good way to end the week for me, especially since come Monday morning, Monday afternoon. Depending on when the games are as well, people might still be at work. It's just a whole lot of dramas. I would keep it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Really good days there for rugby league. Ali Brigginshaw, she is continuing her push for increased pay for the NRLW players, and as she should, I reckon they should be earning very similar pay to the men, they definitely put a lot of work in, the aggression in that game is actually quite, you could argue that there's more aggression in NRLW than there is in NRL at the moment, in some games, I'm not saying that that the NRLW is way more aggressive than the NRL, in some aspects some of the things I've seen the women do, it is, it just blows me away. They are such talented players and aggressive ones at that too. Some of the shots I've seen being put on in, that women's, in those women games, some of the runs I've seen being taken by those big girl forwards, jeez, I wouldn't want to be training with them. I wouldn't want to be tackled by one of them, and that is me being completely honest. I would be scared shitless coming up against them, even in my footy side at the moment. In under-17s. If I was coming up against those girls, I would be shitting the bed. Heimel Hunt, he has suffered a PCL injury and will miss the opening rounds of 2022. Really unfortunate there. Wishing Heimel Hunt all the best with a speedy recovery. Hopefully, he's back sooner rather than later. The NRL will overhaul its concussion protocols for season 2022. With independent medical doctors to take control of its head injury policy. Under previous rules, only club employed doctors have had the power to judge and make ruling on whether a player must come off the field due to concussion and head injuries. According to the Sydney Morning Herald, starting with up and coming NRLW season, an independent doctor will monitor the game via a remote video review bunker. So they're basically adding another bunker for injuries, for concussions. Stuff like that. There'll be an independent doctor with his own little bunker and he will rule if players will come off the field. I think this is fair enough. Um, It's much easier than having to wait five minutes um, for players to be checked. If the doctor says, come off, come off, and that's it, like it takes two seconds. I think this is a much more efficient way of dealing with injuries with players on the field, especially concussion-wise. It's much safer for them. Now, this is a really interesting one. A few weeks ago, Dylan Walker said that he would let his footy do the talking to secure a long-term deal with Manly. Now, I don't know if Manly pretty much shit the bed or what happened or whether he wanted to get out of there. I don't know what the story was. Outside looking in, pretty hard to tell, and it really shocked me when I heard about it today, but Dylan Walker, first saying he wanted to earn a long-term deal with Manly, and he is now signed with the New Zealand Warriors. What happened there? This honestly blew me away when I heard it. I did not expect it one bit. I actually thought that he was still signed with Manly for another few seasons. I didn't know that he was off contract. Really scary one and quite crazy, quite frightening for me. Didn't expect this one one bit. So look, it's good for Dylan Walker and I congratulate him on getting that contract. It'll be from 2023 to 2025 from what I'm hearing with the New Zealand Warriors. He signed there. Great contract for him. Great signing. For me, it's a bit weird in the sense that they've already got Cody Nicarima who sort of plays a similar role. They both play that 14 off the bench role, can put them anywhere in the spine and they do their job. I just find it really odd, this one. Probably one of the more stranger signings that I've heard over the past few weeks. And not really a player that they needed. Now, the only reason that they would need to sign a guy like Dylan Walker, in my opinion, unless it was just a random signing and a good one at that, any club would be lucky to have Dylan Walker. But the only real reason I see them signing a guy like Dylan Walker, I've heard a lot of rumors that Chanel Harris-Tavita will be leaving the club. And I think this really pushes that. I'm not saying this has anything to do with this, but... Does this confirm that Chanel Harris-DeVita will indeed be leaving the club in the next few months, maybe in the next year or so? Will Chanel be taking up a deal with the Dolphins? I don't know. As I said, pure speculation here, um, but it's a very strange signing, if not from the New Zealand Warriors and... Look, congratulations to Dylan Walker, and I hope he has a really, really good season this season and plays some really good footy in the next few seasons. He's definitely a fantastic player, and his form has been sublime. It's just been superb over the past few weeks. So I really hope that he has a big season. He comes back from that injury he sustained in those trial games and absolutely rips and tears and just has a huge season and then goes over to the Warriors, whether they're playing him at six. Whether they're playing him at 14, whether they're even playing him at 13 in the centres. Wherever they put him, I hope that he has a really, really good stint over there. It says here that Martin Tepau is set to be off contract at the end of this season. But told Fox Sports he hasn't spoken to Manly or any other club regarding a contract yet. Very interesting stuff there from Martin Tepau. One of the older forwards in that Manly system. One of the enforcers as well. Very, very interesting. I can't wait to see what happens with this one. Hopefully, he secures another contract with Manly or another club. Would hate to see Martin DePau with an early retirement. Now, the North Queensland Cowboys have expressed their interest in joining the NRLW. The more teams in the NRLW for me, the better. Would love to see this happen. In fact, I'd love to see all the teams yeah, and you're in the NRL at the moment, in the NRLW at some stage. I'd love to see a 16-17 to 17 team NRLW competition. Be very, very interesting to see. Jeremy Marshall King, the Bulldogs hooker, says he has another level he can go to, and his goal is to become a top five hooker in the NRL this year. I really hope that does happen to be great for the Bulldogs. I'll tell you that for free. Mel Meninga has joined the Maroons coaching staff in a mentoring role. Great stuff there from the Maroons. The more plays they have from the winning dynasty that they have, the better. And Mel Meninga, what an absolute legend. What an absolute freak he was back in his heyday. Obviously, the Australian coach. Very interesting to see what impact he will have on that Maroons side. We know he had a big one when he was there with Wayne Bennett that year that they won with probably one of the worst Marone's teams in history the dragons have pulled their offer that they had offered jack bird as an extension to the contract he already has with the dragons and the eels are monitoring the situation and considering offering him a deal geez the eels could go far worse than getting a guy like jack bird in that side he would do wonders for their team I reckon he'd be the perfect addition and a great replacement too for Isaiah Papali'i. You could chuck Jack Bird in the back row and he would just absolutely dominate. Just a quick one before we continue, guys. Make sure you go and tune into the halftime chat. These will always come out on Friday nights, So make sure you guys tune into those ones. Great little podcast. Very interesting one. And Lee always has a great insight into each club. Obviously, he's coached at a number of clubs, so a very smart footy brain there. Make sure you guys tune into those podcasts. Kevin Walters has confirmed that Tessie New is no chance of playing in round one. It's thrown Parramatta's chase of Jermaine Psycho into disarray as Selwyn Cobbo does not want to play fullback yet and would prefer to be situated on the wing. Very interesting stuff there for the Brisbane Broncos to think about. They've still got to figure out their backline. They've still got to figure out their halves pairing. It's a scary time for the Brisbane Broncos, and we're talking about the podcast with Lee before. We were talking about this. We were talking about the situation that the Broncos are going to be in. It is a very tough one, and it is going to be a very interesting next six months for the Brisbane Broncos. Another news report here from Brisbane Broncos. It's really not good that all of this stuff is coming out right before round one that's what really really it worries me it really does worry me for the Brisbane Broncos I'm very worried that you know there are going to be a few problems for the Brisbane Broncos come round one especially with what I'm hearing the halves pairing the back line training too hard just little things like that it's really putting a bad name on the Brisbane Broncos I want nothing but the best for them. I want them to finish in the finals this season. I said at the start of the year before this crap came out that they would finish in the top four. Now I'm not too sure. Now I'm having my doubts because all of this stuff is coming out and it really is bad publicity for the Brisbane Broncos. Really not good stuff from them. So the other report is the Broncos hierarchy are currently working on a deal for Kevin Walters, but it isn't your standard coaching contract. They want to substitute the current coaching contract to a normal employing contract but include performance bonuses. This would mean that they could sack him without making a huge payout as they did with Anthony Seabold. Really unfair. Why, Why the fuck is this coming out before the start of the season? Like, that's what really gets me. It's really annoying and it's not good for the Broncos. It really isn't good for the Broncos at all. It's a... So, this would mean that they could suck him without making a huge payout, as they did with Anthony Seabold. He would receive 50k for making the finals, 75k if he reaches the top four, and 100k if they, won't, if they won the Premiership. Sorry. On top of the 400k that he's going to get per year in his yearly salary. First of all... How do we know what a coach is getting paid? Why do we need to know as fans what a coach is being paid? That should be private. It should be private. And it's it's really upsetting, to be honest. The fact that the Brisbane Broncos are in the media this much before round one is scary. And Lee's point is really coming into fruition now. I'm really scared for the Brisbane Broncos. I really am. Bit of positive news now, Craig Bellamy has admitted that Cameron Munster has grown up and matured tremendously in the offseason, and we can see it in his footy, he's playing some really good footy in these trial games, I can't wait to see him in round in round two, when he does come back from that res, uh, suspension, I was going to say round one, but I realised he is suspended, I can't wait to see what he's like when he comes back, the footy that he's playing, because I tell you now, he looked really good in those trial games, he looked calm, he looked composed. It's made a huge difference, I think, for me, being off the drink and stuff like that. He's really come back, and he's playing some really good footy. But again, it's only the trials. I just can't wait to see what Cameron Munster can do in round one. It is going to be really interesting. Hamole Olakawatu, the Seagulls prop, has suffered a subluxed elbow injury. I wouldn't have a bloody damn clue what that is, but... Um, I know something happened to his elbow. I think it was a dislocated elbow uh, at one point. Um, but he is in doubt for round one. Bit of a blow there. Not a huge blow, but it is a little bit of a blow there for the Manly Seagulls. Hopefully, Hamole Olukawatu can be back sooner rather than later. Wishing him all the best in, in a speedy recovery there for Hamole Olikawatu. James Taumo, he'll be suspended for the first round of the season after the tackle he did make on Sam Walker. Fair enough there. One-round suspension, I think that's pretty fair. Jacob Little, though. The Tigers' hooker has suffered a PCL injury and is set to miss the next four to six weeks. Very interesting to see the ACLs, the PCLs, the MCLs, and the syndesmosis injuries being very common now. I've seen a lot of syndesmosis injuries over the past two years, a lot of ACLs, a lot of PCLs, and a lot of MCLs. Very interesting to see that these are starting to become more common. I don't know if they're it's because of the rule changes or what's going on at the moment in the NRL, but very, very interesting that these are starting to come become a bit more common. Um, wishing Jacob Little all the best in his recovery as well. Hopefully he's back as well sooner rather than later. Four to six weeks isn't too bad. Be very interesting to see who they do put at hooker in the meantime. Peter Volandis has announced that $5.5 million has been put aside for the NRL players, which will reimburse them for the pay cuts that they took during the COVID-19 lockdown. Great stuff there from Peter Volandis. Love to hear it. And also great stuff for the players. They definitely deserve it, especially with everything that all the NRL players had to go through during COVID. Uh, It was very, very, very tough times and... But yeah, great to see that there's some money being put aside for these players uh, and for the sacrifices, including the pay cuts that they did have to take during that season. Wade Graham has a syndesmosis injury confirmed from a video from NRL Physio. Doesn't look satisfying at all. Really quenched when I saw the video of (laughs) um, the syndesmosis going there for Wade Graham. The last thing this guy needs is injury, so... Very unfortunate to see there from Wade Graham. Wishing him all the best in his recovery too. Hopefully he's right earlier, sooner rather than later. And saying that for all the players that have been injured, I'd hate to see anyone out before round one. And it's quite unfortunate the amount of injuries that have happened during these pre-season trials. But as I said, wishing Wade Graham all the best in recovery. Hopefully he's back, can rip and tear and prank for no more concussions or any other injuries for him as well. I think he's had his fair share of injuries in the past two seasons. So, yeah, can't wait to see Wade Graham back playing some football. Reece Walsh and Brandon Smith have been cleared to play in round one after having the All-Stars match count towards their suspensions. I think that's quite fair, though, even though they were both busted, not for something in the NRL, but for drugs. I mean, they did get suspended and didn't get to play, representing their culture in an All-Stars game. I think that's fair enough to count as a suspension. And look, two stars in our game. Can't wait to see them in round one. I think it's fair enough. I know Ricky Stewart is quite upset that uh, that Jordan Rapana doesn't get his suspension revoked, but the difference is he got to play in the all-stars game and he was suspended due to the all-stars game so I think it's quite fair enough there I think it's fair enough that these guys get to play in round one and I can't wait to see them do so Tavita Pangai Jr the Bulldogs back row has avoided a fine or suspension after he was sin binned in the trial games last week um yeah it's fair enough I guess fair enough it was a little outburst there a bit stupid from Tavita Pangai Jr Let's hope that he doesn't do that again and we get to see a lot of Tevita Pangaei Jr. rip and tear in 2022. Can't wait to see how he goes for the Bulldogs this season. Ben Travojevic will be out for the first four weeks of the season with a knee injury. Quite unfortunate there for Ben Travojevic. Uh, I know that he probably would have replaced Josh Schuster, um, but very unfortunate there for Ben Travojevic. Uh, And I hope that he has a very smooth, quick recovery, and we get to see him back sooner rather than later. If I had a dollar for every time I said that in this podcast, I'd probably be a millionaire. But, you know, for all the injuries, as I said before, sooner rather than later would be fantastic. I'd love to see all these stars come back, rip and tear for their respective clubs. I'd hate to see any star out for any reason, and that's just me as an NRL fan. Jock Madden, the mole reports that He could be offered a deal by the Manly Seagulls in the next few weeks. Very interesting there for Jock Madden. He's a fantastic player. He really is a talented player. As I said, I did a post on him a few weeks ago. Um, Really, really talented player there, Jock Madden. So can't wait to see what happens with him over the next few weeks. It looks like, from what fans have said, that... The Newcastle Knights are pretty much their favorites to be getting the wooden spoon in a betting market for 2022. Very interesting. Um look, it really depends if KP stays. For me, it depends if KP stays. It really actually depends whether they're 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th or 16th. I don't think they'll be anywhere near the top 8, and that's really unfortunate for Newcastle but just with injuries and just it's just really unlucky, and they definitely have the potential to be around the top eight. I just don't think... I think the teams that are going to be in the top eight this season, I just don't see the Knights anywhere near there. So, as unfortunate as that is, look, I could be totally wrong, and they could sneak into there like they do every year. it be very interesting to see the Newcastle Knights this season. Cooper John's scans have confirmed that the Storm five eight suffered a grade 3 AC joint injury, he will miss four to six weeks. Very unfortunate there for Cooper Johns. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery. And then finally, a huge blow for Raiders fans. Jamal Fogarty has suffered a knee injury today at training, that could unfortunately see him miss the next four months of footy. And it's I'm spewing because the combination between him and Jack White was only just starting to form. They looked really good together at training. They looked even better. In that game on the weekend against the Manly Seagulls, their combination was just superb. It really did free up Jack Whiten, like I said I would, at least in my opinion it did. So very unfortunate there for Jamal Fogarty. I wish him all the best in his recovery. And I really do mean that I hope he's back sooner than later because I'd love to see Jamal Fogarty play as much of the season as he can. It looks like he'll be out for the next four months though. So very unfortunate there for Jamal Fogarty. And I wish him all the best with his recovery. Thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and All Rugby League Experience. Those are your news and updates. Make sure you recommend this podcast to a friend. And I'll see you guys in the next one.